0: hello friends and welcome to Ask Zach. Today I am going to show you how to take your vintage style saddles that are uncompensated and how to make them compensated. It's uh, pretty easy. So I'm going to show how to do that. Then uh, next I'm going to tell the story of how I learned about this from Joe Glazer. And uh, you know some of you might say oh I don't care about the story. Well the story has Albert Lee and Vince Gill and Brad Paisley in it, so you might want to stay for the story. And at the end, because I learned this technique from Joe, I'm going to plug his uh, Music City Bridge Saddle Driver, which I really love. So I'm going to talk about that at the end, and then I'm going to end with the Book Nook on a uh, another Fender book. And this time, I made sure that the book was still in print. I know a lot of you have gotten kind of upset at me because I've. A lot of the books on my shelf are out of print, and uh, so I made sure that the book I'm recommending today uh, is still available. So that's what we're going to do today. So while you're thinking about it, if you haven't done already, and if you've been enjoying the show, please hit subscribe. If you've already done that, then I really appreciate you supporting the show, because that's what keeps it going. The best way is Patreon, and you can find the link in the description below there's other ways. There's uh, AskZack.com. There's a store there and you can find things like an Ask Zach shirt or mug. Also, there's just good old tip jar information if you just want to throw a couple, uh, couple bucks in the kitty, as it were. All right, let's dive in. Uh, I'm just going to show how to do it and like I said, I'm going to tell the story. So this is for guys that have vintage style saddles on their guitar and they're not compensated, okay? Uh if you've already got compensated saddles, if they're angled or they have little funny notches in them and stuff, then don't mess with it. This is for, you know, now this one I've already done it on, but this is for, you know, these type of uh of saddles, whether they be brass or or uh, you know, steel or whatever. And basically what we're going to do is we're going to bend this screw, okay? And that allows it to get much better intonation. Now, where did this come from? I'm not sure. But I know that Fender was selling the the Canetto Relic Nocasters in 1995 with what they called Gatton saddles. And that's what they were doing. They were bending this screw and allowing... Basically, what it allows is allows the saddle to fishtail back and forth to where you can kind of get it better, uh, better intonation on each string. Uh, I learned the technique from Joe Glazer, and of course, I'm going to tell the full story after I show you how. So, um, now I've already, actually, Joe did it on this guitar last week, but I'm going to, uh, you know, show you what he did and, uh, you know, it's not anything radical. It's not like, you know, when you look at this guitar, you don't think, oh my goodness, those, those screws are so bent. Um, you know, it just entails some gentle bending. And so he used some big wire cutters that were even bigger than this, and that's what he recommended. And so what you're going to do is you're going to go across the saddle. So hopefully you can see this. I'm trying to uh, show it as best as I can. So you're kind of going on either side of the screw on the saddle, okay? And then you are going to twist it this way, because what you're wanting to do is you wanna shorten the length of the high E string and you wanna length- get the B string length longer, okay? Now, if you do this wrong, it's not the end of the world. Let's say if you bend it the wrong direction. Well, guess what? As you move this screw, the saddle will fishtail back and forth, and it'll be fine. So you can actually you could actually bend it either way, and then you can just pull it around. Now, again, it doesn't matter which way you do it, but the way to properly do the second one is you're going to do it opposite because you want to uh, you, know, you want to lengthen the G string, and you want to shorten the D. And then again, you're gonna do the, uh, the A and E string like you did the E and B. So what you're gonna do is you're gonna come on it like this and you're gonna twist it this way because you want to make the length of the low E string longer. And again, you don't have to do it a lot. This one's already been done. And uh, yeah, it just gets it in a, a lot closer and you can keep, you know, you can just subtly bend it. And again, it's easier to do without the strings on. Um, but uh, you know if you got to do it you got to do it you can kind of scooch them around and such all right so why would you not want to do this well sometimes this won't work well if you don't have enough break angle so let's say if you have a problem with the strings moving around on the saddle it might not be the best methodology. You might want to go with just a good old fashioned uh, compensated saddle like what I have here. So this is my 67 Telly, and these are, uh, these are saddles, steel saddles from advanced plating that are compensated. So these have a groove and the groove is compensated. And so that way, uh, you know, this worked better that way. But if you have enough break angle, And you like your saddles, then uh, you know that's that's a you know it's an option. This is all about having options to find out works what works best for you. One thing I found out a long time ago when I bought this guitar. Again, this is my '67 maple cap. Here you've got the headstock. Um, It had you know what we call the uh, the threaded saddles and. They sounded really good, but they were not compensated, and the guitar was not in tune. So, I, uh, I found some really nice saddles from uh, actually a, a guy that I know that makes great saddles that are heavy-duty, they're heavily chrome-plated, they're beautiful saddles. Well, when I put those beautiful saddles on this guitar, the tone changed a lot. And I wanted to keep the sound it had, and the first thing I noticed was that those new saddles were a lot heavier. That the original steel saddles, you know, that came on this guitar, they weighed nothing, and they were really cheap, soft metal. And so, I uh, I found some you know lighter weight saddles, and that's kind of what I went with. And these are pretty lightweight. These are currently made. Oops, hit the old shelf. Uh, let's see. Yeah, and so I also have bent the saddles on my 57 Esquire here. So this, of course, has steel saddles, and they've been you know, bent. And again, it didn't take a whole lot of bending, but uh, that's what got that to where it stays in tune better. All right, now it's story time. So way back in, uh, golly, it was probably around 2004. I was uh, I was working for Brad Paisley, and I was his guitar tech, and we were in the middle of recording one of his albums, and I got a call from a guy named Steve Fischel. Now, Steve, uh, if you're not familiar with him, he was the second steel player in Emmylou's hot band, so he replaced Hank DeVito. Fabulous, fabulous steel player, and also great Dobro and Weisenborn player, and so if you ever have heard the Trio album, you know, the first one with, uh, of course, Dolly and Linda Ronstadt and Emila Harris, you've probably heard the tune, Those Memories of uh, Me Still Haunt You. Well, the intro and, uh, and part of the solo on the Wisenborn, that's Steve playing. So Steve went from kind of the hot band to being a record producer in the late 80s and throughout the 90s and, and onward till today, He's still producing records. Steve was producing an Albert Lee record and he was trying to get through Brad's management at the time and was having trouble. So even though it was kind of not the right way to do it, he knew that you know that Brad really loved you know, Albert Lee and so he was trying to gauge if Brad even knew about this. So Steve called me up and said, hey, Albert Lee's cutting a record here in town. You know, would Brad be interested in doing this? And I said, I think he would. Let me let me ask him. So I asked him, and and so then we got management and Steve and everything involved together, and so it was worked out. So the session came up, and Vince Gill was also part of this, and so it was an instrumental track of the tune of the Graham Parsons tune, "Luxury Liner," and so there was Albert Lee, Vince Gill, and Brad Paisley. You know. All in a circle with their guitars playing, and uh, it was it was pretty ridiculous. And yet, uh, at one point, they were taking a break, and Vince Gill came over to Brad's guitar and just picked it up and started feeling it and playing on it. And he kind of had this kind of, you know, he you know his eyes were kind of squinted and he was he looked very serious as he was you know moving his hands up and down the the neck of Brad's you know sixty eight Paisley. And then he put the guitar down. and I thought, "hmm, I' wonder what that was about." So the next day, I get a call from Joe Glazer, and Joe Glazer tells me he said, "Hey, uh, Vince Gill wants his guitar set up like Brad's." <laughs> and I, And I laughed and was honored, you know, because of course, I was I didn't I, I was setting up Brad's guitar at the time, but I have to give credit to Bill Crook. Bill Crook had refretted it and set it up. And then I was kind of maintaining that, and so I was keeping the neck where it just had a slight amount of relief, where it was really pretty straight, and I was keeping the action really low, just uh, you know where it would almost you know or kind of rattle just a little bit on the on the low strings, and uh, and just you know kind of keeping it healthy, keeping it intonated. So uh, we had uh, so uh, Joe asked if he could borrow Brad '68 Paisley, and so I took it down there. And, uh, and I got to watch, uh, a little bit as, uh, you know, Joe kind of was taking measurements and he said, well, I'm going to need this, you know, for a day, uh, but you can, you can get it back tomorrow. And, uh, and so he said, and, and by the way, we just have this new thing called the pluck machine. Do you, would, uh, would you be open to doing that? And, uh, I said, absolutely. So got a free pluck job on Brad Paisley, 68 Paisley guitar and, uh, I think Vince's guitar, I think the biggest change was I think he had smaller frets on it, and Brad had sixty one oh fives and so I think that was kind of the main thing that vince was was wanting was was bigger frets i think I think that was the big difference at that at that point so anyway, the next day I come to pick up Brad's guitar and he's got Vince's out there that he's working on, and I see him take a pair of pliers, go down <laughs> on the bridge saddles, and give it a twist. And I said, Joe, what the hell are you doing? And he said, I'm intonating the saddles. And I was like, what? He said, yeah, you can just bend the screw. And so that was where I learned about that. And uh, so thanks to Joe. And, and Joe actually um, did this guitar last week. And so I was asking him to make sure that I was doing it the right way. And he showed me how he did it. All right, now a plug for Joe because he showed me how to do this and, uh, cause he's just such a good guy and I have a set of these and I, I use these all the time. So these are music city bridge saddle drivers and, uh, they're just fantastic. I keep this out all the time and I use it, you know, always, you know, when setting the action on guitars and adjusting my benders, all sorts of things. And so these are pretty, you know, these are all the common sizes that you need. So you have 0.05 inches, uh, you know, Allen, you have uh, 1 16th Allen hex, you have 1.5 millimeter Allen hex, and then you have a a small flathead. And so, of course, I use the the small flathead a lot to uh, adjust the saddles, you know, on telly. I use that a lot, and then also I use them because that's really handy for uh, tightening the uh, the knobs. And then, of course, on the uh, on, on a guitar with a B bender, of course this is you know this is an essential because it has all of the uh, adjustment sizes that you need uh, to uh, adjust the B bender. Or even if you've got these other compensated saddles, like that are on my '67, you know these have. You know, these are, you know, Allen key. And so you go right in there and adjust it. And it's just so much easier to use this than using, you know, a regular old bent Allen wrench. This is much easier. You can flip them over back and forth. Again, it's got the uh, the three different Allen sizes that you're going to use the most. Plus, it has the, uh, the small flat head, which is essential. And now, it's time for the book nook. Today... Going to talk about Fender: The Golden Age by Martin Kelly, Terry Foster, and Paul Kelly. This is a beautiful, beautiful book. That uh, these guys are serious collectors, and uh, these are some of the most beautiful photographs you're ever going to see of vintage Fender guitars. Also, it is the best collection of kind of Fender ephemera and uh, memorabilia you're ever going to find. Um, there's Just all sorts of photos of amp covers, tolex, manuals, uh, you know, really great modern pictures, uh, vintage pictures of people, you know, playing vintage, you know, vintage Fender guitars. There's pictures of catalogs, um, all sorts of wonderful things. And again, it's still in print. So (laughs) there, there you have it. And it's a book I really enjoy just uh glancing at it. and it's you know and it's it's everything it's not, you know it's the amps it's it's all the guitars it's not just telecasters it's uh you know jazz masters and strats and everything else just uh, beautiful shots and just the the cover shot with the uh, the three blonde uh fenders you know the the strap the jazz master and the telly is just uh you know you know seeing that nice ash there all right no jokes all right, guys. Well, I hope you've enjoyed today's episode, and uh, you know, just appreciate you watching. Uh, I want to thank all my Patreon people. Uh, they really, you know, keep this thing going, and I'm very grateful for you guys. All right, see you next time. Bye bye.